Hello there and welcome to the podcast Biblical Question. I'd like to read from the book of Psalm real quick. Uh, chapter 5 verse 3. It says, In the morning, O Lord, you will hear my voice. In the morning I will order my prayer to you and eagerly watch. In today's podcast, we're going to go back in time, the time of kings and wars, years before Christ in the New Testament, and a time of judges, where a man of God shows up once, makes a contribution, and seems to disappear. This man was a proven warrior. He had served God under King David in a very a courageous fashion. This man's name is Benaiah. Benaiah does not I get a lot of ink in the scripture. Most of us probably wouldn't know anything about this man in a trivia match. He gets three or four verses here, and in, with an exception of a mention in passing, this is all the fame this man will get. So read with me if you would like. Uh, 2 Samuel chapter 23, 2 Samuel chapter 23, verses 20 through 23. And Benaiah was a valiant man, a doer of great deeds. He struck down two men of Moab. He also went down and struck down a lion in a pit on a day when the snow had fallen. And he struck down an Egyptian, a handsome man. The Egyptian had a spear in his hand, but Benaiah went down to him with a staff and snatched the spear out of the Egyptian's hand. And he killed him with his own spear. Verse 22. These things uh, he did and won the name beside the three mighty men. He was renewed among thirty, but he did not attain to the three. And David set him over his bodyguard. So, looking at this verse here, verse 20, he he also went down and struck down a lion in a pit on a day when snow had fallen. I've often wondered when I've read this verses what this event was really like. Was he walking along and just enjoying the snowfall? How peaceful was it? And the only thing that he could hear was the snow crunching under his feet. Were his hands numb from the cold? Could he see his breath? Perhaps it's a heavy snow falling. The scripture really doesn't say. But then all of a sudden, out of the corner of his eye, he spots movement. It's a lion. A lion weighs as much as 500 pounds. They can run up to 35 miles per hour, and its roar can be heard as far as 5 miles away. The lion can close the gap between its prey and itself with a burst of speed. The lion has to be close enough for Benaiah to have spotted it. Lions are, are really known to sneak up quietly on its prey and then bring down the animal weighing three times its own body weight. And we could ask ourselves, why... Why was Benaiah, what makes him make this decision to hold his ground and take this lion? When most people would have ran away or perhaps looked for an escape route. But he, he goes to the lion and strikes it down. Perhaps this lion had, had taken some of the livestock. Uh, maybe worse, maybe uh, 
even a young child has fallen prey to this lion. Whatever the case is, we, we really don't know. What we do know is this. Benaiah did not run. He does not run away in fear, but rather he holds his ground. And he chases this lion. How long this chase goes, the verse really doesn't say. Even if the lion turns and runs away from him, he can track this lion because of the paw prints in the snow. He does so on foot, on a snow and, and cold day. He has no modern day weaponry, no high power rifle, no cell phone or radio to, uh, to call for help. In fact, the text doesn't say if he was even carrying any weapons or not. What we do know is this. He has given chase to the lion and the lion will fall into a trap, into a pit and be trapped. When most of us would have taken note that the lion was, was stuck in this pit, we probably would not go down into this pit. We know it's not going to be able to get out. And we probably would have gone and, and come back with some friends for some help and perhaps more weapons. But as we look at this warrior, we need to remember more than how he was a lion killer and wonder how, how we would kill a lion the next time we, we see one at the zoo. The application for us today in our lives is the Bible does tell us about a lion. And this lion is roaring. This lion desires to destroy and devour you and me. Of course, this lion that I'm referring to is the devil. The evil one. He's always out on the prowl and sneaking around trying to find ways to destroy the lives of those we love and know. He, he has no care or love for people who are seeking out Christ and following him. That this warrior that we've been reading about, he, he did not realize, I don't think anyway, that day when he headed out, he was going to be killed by a lion or he was going to kill one. But this event would change his life forever and his king's life as well. By this warrior's actions, even has an effect on us today. And you say, really? How can that really be? Well, by changing the king, David's life, he will in effect really change the entire bloodline leading to Christ. His actions would affect David in his decisions where the city of Jerusalem will be. Or in other words, where David's capital would be. You're sitting there and listening and you're asking, how does that really affect me? Well, you see, years later, a shepherd by the name of Jesse, uh, his son, his son would help his father watch over flocks. And Jesse's son's name, well, that's David. David was a young boy at the time uh, where we can read here in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 34 through 37. But David said to Saul, Your servant used up keep his sheep for his father, 
And when there came a lion or a bear and took the lamb from the flock, I went after him and struck him and, and delivered that lamb out of his mouth. And if he arose against me, I, I caught him by his beard and I struck him and I killed him. Your servant has struck down both lions and bears. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them, for he has defied the armies of the living God. And David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. You see, David also was a lion chaser. And when it came time uh, to look over resumes for a bodyguard back there in, in 2 Samuel that we read earlier, when it came time to, to see what, who stood out, what would catch David's eye, and this interview that David perhaps would give some men, well, they might look at it on paper. Perhaps other men uh, by, came by good recommendations. Some of them were really mighty men. Maybe even a few shepherds apply for this opening. But then David sees a man who came in for the interview. And he has scars across his face. Wearing lion's teeth around his neck. Without asking, Beniah, he shows David the, the teeth and, and tells David how he chased the lion on a snowy day and killed it. The job was filled, as we all know, by this lion chaser. A single event of chasing a lion and killing it changed this warrior's life forever and brought glory to God at the same time. You see, lion chasers understand your break might come big when things are really down. We would be wise to remember this man, this really hero of a day, was not like someone that was high on himself. He did not make foolish decisions. He didn't just strike out hoping that all things would work out for the best. Benaiah was a very smart man who would replace David's first counsel, become not only his personal bodyguard, but his chief counsel as well. His service would, would continue under Solomon, King David's son. And Naya, he, he wasn't pumped up on steroids and with no brains and all muscle. This was a wise man who knows he had been placed in a difficult situation. In difficult situations, God's people know victories come about. The question for all of us today is this. What in life you and I really want in our future? And what does God want for us all? Perhaps it's hiding in the midst of all of our problems, our, our worst failures and greatest fears. What if we can begin to believe in the middle of our bad break because our faith of being is our big break? Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says this, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, 
which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You notice the Apostle Paul does not say good works are always easy and they're always fine. I know there's a lot of preachers out there that talk about, you know, it's just, it's a box of chocolates. Everything is just wonderful. Everything is great if you're really a Christian and saved. And, well, I guess they've never read what Benai went through, what King David went through, let alone Jesus himself and the apostles. But the fact is that many good works were created to do for us to tackle and take on will be hard work. Nothing worthwhile really comes easy, my, my grandmother always told me. Look again at the verse and, and notice who has prepared the path. It's God. Just because God prepared the way, it's not always easy. And may we, as a people who claim to be Christ followers, we need to understand this is perhaps a way of God preparing us for something wonderful in the future. A way to serve Him and, and bring glory and praise to His name. Maybe it's time for us to stop running and start chasing. Not to just have a prayer life and how God can get us out of a jam and have our best life now but rather ask what is it God that we're to get out of this problem what are we to learn from this and grow you know I've often wondered years later this warrior that we've been talking about he's a grandfather and with grandson sitting on his lap we tell the stories of the great past of King David and Solomon how he loved serving God in David, leaving the best story of all to the end, the day when it was snowing and a lion showed up. Can, can we be a people who, who knows God has good things for us ahead, and those good things are not always easy, but rather meant to grow us? And this is not an easy task for anybody. Lion chasers also know God is in the resume building business, not transcripts. Resumes are something that went out and to be completed. But God is always using our past experiences to prepare us for future needs. King David is just one such an example. As a young boy, he would tell King Saul why he was the one who could take on that giant in the valley that day. What is a clear mark of, of faith? Well, great faith is only produced by enduring great trials. Do we understand God is in the business of building our resume? Some of the lions we might face today could be financial problems, persecution problems. They might be called job loss or underemployed. Perhaps they're health issues a loss of a loved one. It might be forgiving someone who is still throwing stones at you and me. Lions today might be called depression, habits, hang-ups, or addictions. The lion can be a fear if we have no feeling of safe 
and security in the gospel and sharing that gospel. Benaiah, because he did not fear the lion, God would build his resume to become the commander-in-chief of the entire army of Israel. And you can read about that in 1 Chronicles chapter 27. Never again would anybody really ever fill the shoes of this man, Benaiah, as he fills the role of chief counsel. And he does so with David. The Bible never calls this man a foolish man. However, he does call him a valiant. And valiant men do not bury their gifts. Rather, they use their gifts that God has given them to distinguish themselves for the purpose of chasing lions and killing them. So today, what is your greatest fear or failure? One man that we just read about, he woke up on a snowy day not knowing how God would use him that day. And as we read in the scripture reading in the beginning, do you start your day with prayer to give you the courage to face your lions? Again, that was Psalm chapter 5, verse 3 says, In the morning, O Lord, you will hear my voice. In the morning, I will order my prayer to you and eagerly watch. We're all sitting here today and we're listening to the uh, podcast and we're walking through life and we need to understand who's really the leader. In the book of Revelation, there's an image of Christ as also being the king and going to war. He's the rider on the white horse and behind him is his army. They're all brave. Are we in the Lord's army? Are we warriors for Christ and his kingdom? If not, I would do whatever I had to do. I would figure it out. I would ask. I would find a solid congregation and be able to, to enter into the kingdom of God. If you're already in the kingdom and you're a warrior, well, God bless you and, and continue to do the battles. Some of us are persecuted by our government. Some of the listeners are. And I pray every day for your courage and bravery and that God will help you through your days. We need to pray for everyone who's in the, in the church, those who are cleansed by the blood of the Lamb, and encourage one another and stop ridiculing and cutting each other down. I certainly hope that today that you want to be a lion killer and this has encouraged you and giving you some courage to, to make that step forward. I thank you again for listening to the podcast. You can find out more about us at biblicalquestion.com. And there you can find our statement of faith and links to uh, other places that we're on the uh, social media. If you have any questions, you can submit them there uh, via the contact page. We have several people who have emailed us and, and gave us some really positive encouragement. And we thank you for the prayers and we pray for everyone who listens. And may God bless you and may he have the glory. Mm -hmm.